Imagine your wedding day on white marble floors beneath crystal chandeliers and exquisite ceiling drapery. Nestled on Long Bay Point Marina in Virginia Beach, the Gala 417 is a modern and luxurious waterfront wedding venue with all-inclusive packages, award-winning catering packages, and a dedicated team of gala girls to assist you every step of the way. The Gala is the perfect place to say, I do. Your dream wedding is just a click away. Learn more at thegala417.com. Leftovers. Or the DMV. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Thank you very much for joining me. A number of months ago, I interviewed a chap called Andy. And he had an account with some invisible creatures, beings, I'm not really sure what we would call them, in Newport Pagnell. Now, he's had, like many of us, lots of other things that have happened through life. So I wanted to bring him on and chat with him tonight and just go over that original report and then look at some more of the experiences he's had. Um, Thank you for joining me, Andy. Hi. So, was I right? Was it Newport Pagnell? Yeah, it was just outside in a little village called Gayhurst. Right. And it runs right near the River Ease. Ah, now that's interesting yeah. because I've had a number of reports come in. Yeah, I know. On the use of an invisible, something not seen, that kind of stalking or... Mm, I well, can't give too much away because I'm still working on them. Yeah. Wild campers and one um, uh, lassie was canoeing with her husband. Um, right. And she's quite used to being outside. They do they do it like, in fact, they actually live in a van. So, right. Yeah. yeah. So she said there was one occasion where she went away from camp to go and have a pee. And it felt this, you know, suddenly that oppressive feeling that you got when you were in Canic Chase um, last weekend, that kind of, oh no, we're not alone kind of thing. And then it happens to her husband as well um, on a later date. But we've got reports from earlier from another chap, a wild camper, who's the same. But um, you were driving when it happened to you in Newport Pagnell, weren't you? Yeah, so I was on my way to work. So I used to start work at four o'clock in the morning. Mm. So I'd be passing the area around at our three quarter to four, about an half yeah. an hour drive away. Um, first time it happened, it's absolutely chucking it down with rain. So as I'm yeah. coming around the bend, I just thought it was the headlights bouncing off the rain, mm. like the light that was hitting the trees, so it looked like movement. So I didn't really think too much of it. Anyway, the next day, same route, same time, start, seeing the same thing again, exactly the same. This time it wasn't raining, it was a clear day. No yeah. clouds or nothing. So it's like, mm, that that's definitely not normal. Yeah. And then, sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say, what is it that you saw, if you don't mind describing, just if you can? If it's-, so it's like, as I'm coming around the bend, there's like a little bit of a footpath, and then there's big banking of trees. I don't know what sort of trees they are, but I know there's ivy growing up and yeah. little branches. 
And as I come round and the headlights hit the trees, something was going up the trees and moving the branches. Right. And that wasn't the wind because it was going in an upward movement. Yeah. So as though something was climbing up, and then as it got into the thicker branches, obviously I couldn't see it because it was in the car. Yeah. And then I couldn't look up that far. I get you. And so you're driving and you think maybe it was the rain, maybe it was yeah. something glinting off the ivy leaves, you know. So the next day when you drive, it's not raining and you yeah. see the same thing again. Same thing on the same trees. There's like two or three trees. The initial I thought it was, I don't know what I thought it was, like two little things climbing up, yeah. two, maybe three. But then after thinking about it, it could have been one big thing. And what I was seeing was the legs. Yeah, the or, legs. yeah. Or not seeing the legs. Yeah, I get you. I get you. So, and then nothing happened then for a couple of days. And then I think it was towards the end of that week, it went past again. It was a little bit later, mm. like half an hour later, and exactly the same thing again from the same area. Something, something, or some things climbing yeah. up the trees and moving the branches and the ivy and what have you. I, um, I, I get you. We hear it all over the talking deep gene on the use. You name it, it's everywhere. It's this moving thing. You can see the branches moving, but you can't see it. it. No, yeah. no outline of it. There's no color, no discoloration or anything. But there's definitely something climbing up the trees. Yeah. I mean, me and Paul Sinclair call them invisible life forces because we don't yeah. know what name to put to them. Um, no. It's almost like the mirror in the surroundings. Yeah. So we, I, like know, I don't know what it is and I, I don't suppose I ever will. It could be anything from that's how, that's a natural ability of them. They're an energy force. They're a being of some kind. It could be technology. Not just yeah. Mm. And it could be anything, but it's like you said before, I I could have gone past there a hundred times and seen it, but not noticed it. Yeah. Or, I, or ten people could have gone past and not seen it, but because yeah. you, you are sensitive to energy and, and some of the experiences you've had, you might have been the one that tuned into it and could see it, whereas another driver... Yeah, just drove past without... Drove past no. So... I mean, honestly, that's not the only experience you've had, is it? No. You were talking earlier, and um, you said that the first, you can remember the first time you saw something. We, you were only about seven, weren't you? Yeah. You were on your bike. I was on my bike. It was. I remember it was a Saturday morning. It had been raining, and I wasn't allowed. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to play out in the rain. I had to wait till it stopped. Yeah. So stop raining. So I went out on my bike, and the estate that I grew up on. It's like there's one long road through the middle, mm -hmm. then there's about five or six cul-de-sacs, yeah. ranging from 10 to 20 houses in each of them. Mm. So I've gone down to the next street and something, I just stopped on the corner of the road and something made me look up. I just looked up, took my head right back and there's definitely a saucer-shaped metallic object directly above my head. Right. So it was like, so it wasn't just like one solid object. It was like a ring on the outside, then another saucer ring in the middle. Right. I like the centre bit and then the outer bit. There's no lights. Don't remember seeing any lights or 
No humming noise, nothing. Just just the UFO. Directly. So tip your head far back as I could. I'm stood feet either side of the bike, sat on the saddle and just looking straight. And it is, I'd say, about 150, 200 foot above me. Yeah. And I was just, like I said, I could have been looking at it for 20 seconds. It could have been 20 minutes. I had no idea. And then, obviously, my neck started hurting, so stretched it back down, looked back, and it had gone. Wow. Never seen anything in the area or anything like it again. So was it when you moved from Manchester that things ramped up? Well, um, well that was in Swindon, just at the bottom end near Monday. And then I moved to Ireland for a couple of years. Right. And things used to happen in the house there. Um, the taps would turn on. We'd be sat in the front room mm. and the taps would turn on in the kitchen. Yeah, same. I have a tap. It's three doors leading out. So the houses were built back to front in Ireland. It was on the bird estate. Right. So the front of the house, the front, yeah. kitchen's at the front. And then you've got a door leading out the kitchen to the side of the house. The front yeah. room's at the back of the house. And there's a door going into the garden from the back. Mm. So all of them had the big, thick, like, proper bolt things on them. Yeah. Like one, one at the bottom. And deadlock in the middle. Go out shopping. Come back. All the bolts would be unlocked. Right. And there's no one in the house. There's only me, me at the time, that had keys to the house. There's no way anyone could get in or out. Yeah. And the taps, that that had happened all the time. I'm talking two, three times a day. Wow, that's that's energy. It got, it yeah. got, got mm. annoying, to say the least, after a few weeks. But well, then I, we, for me, it used to happen in the middle at night, so it'd be like, Three o'clock in the morning, every cold tap in the house would go on. Right. Blast, and you you you're legging it round the house trying to turn them off. Terrified that you're going to see something. Yeah. And well, I we... didn't have a man in my house. It was I. There was only me and girl. Jeez. But it only, it only ever happened in the kitchen. Right. I didn't know if it'd happen if when we weren't there. It was never on when we came back. We'd be sat in the living room watching TV, and we'd just hear water rushing. I told myself it was pressure. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was the conclusion it came to. It was pressure. Right. The pressure was building up and that's why it kept doing yeah. it. Well, it did eventually <laughs> stop. So, but, um, but as well as when I was living there, um, I said the front room was at the back, but it's like the hallway led down from the living room to the front door. So where the sofa was positioned, if someone came to the door, I could see straight through. Yeah. See who it was. And there was one night, um, it, was, it was a Saturday night, because we were all sat there, didn't got takeaway, watching TV. Miss at the time, she used to smoke. She left a, a lighter on the stairs. Mm. All of a sudden, there was a big flame. I honestly thought someone had petrol bombed the house. Wow. The lighter had exploded. But this, the thing with this, it's win- it was winter because it was dark at like seven, yeah. eight o'clock. So there's no heat going onto the lighter. It yeah, just blew up. Sun. Yeah. Where the stairs are coming down, it was the steps that are directly opposite the door to the kitchen. Right. So I think there's something, something in the kitchen. Something was happening in the kitchen. Right. It didn't really happen. 
no, he didn't happen anywhere else in the house. Nothing ever happened upstairs. Right. Never yeah. feelings that he was being watched or there's anything about. So you reckon it was the kitchen more than the house? Yeah, because yeah. that's it's only ever the cold taps. Mm. And then I said the padlock, the padlocks, the yeah, door bolt. The door, yeah. It could very well it, be. It might be below. It could be you know, somebody could have died in the kitchen. Well, that's it. I didn't ask. I don't. I didn't really no. want to know. To be honest. Oh, I know. I know what you mean. I was like that when it because that the house I was in then I was probably late twenties, yeah. early thirties. So I was still at the stage where I was. I thought each incident was separate. Right. You know, I hadn't put things together yet, and and. I thought, well, I lived in that house and that house was haunted and I lived in that flat and that flat were haunted. Yeah. And I live in, this is haunted. And <laughs> now, obviously, I think school, everywhere you went were haunted. It were you, not that. But, yeah, yeah it's hard to explain as well because you brought up in Manchester. Everyone's pretty straight-laced, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, lads, lads talk about the pub, football and work. Yeah. And girls talk about shoes, clothes, who's going out with who. Yeah, pretty much. So you don't really, nobody, I know for me, when I said to my mates, like, you know, how do you call with them? And I, I knew instantly that she had no idea what I was talking about. I don't, I don't yeah. think I mentioned it again. Well, as I was saying with me, when stuff like that happened, I think I just switched it off. Mm-hmm. Like, who do you talk to? What, what are they going to say to you? They're like, you're losing it. Do you know what I mean? I do, I, I do. I know there's a lad called Stephen and he's one of yeah. our members and he said to me, no one's going to believe me, Deb. I grew up on a council estate. Yeah. You know, I went to prison for taking a car, but these yeah. things are happening to me and I can't, you know, there's nothing I can do, but who's going to believe me? And I thought, well, I believe you because it's exactly the same for me. Yeah. yeah. But I haven't had much interaction with, well, I, haven't, I don't think I've had interaction with UFO or alien. And if I have, I don't have the memory of it yet. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I think there's something yeah, there. Exactly I'm, I'm, scared. Right? Yeah. I'm, I'm not at a place where I can explore it yet. And, uh... No. See, I was really big into, like, ghost spirits and UFOs, like, in the 80s, 90s and early 2000s. Mm. But... When I lived in Earlham, that was around 2003 to about 2007. Yeah. So, like I said, it didn't happen all the time. It just happened yeah. for a bit. Then it stopped. Then it did start again, but then it just, like, faded out. Right. And obviously I moved away and moved down south. And, and then it, 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 it ramps up when you moved away, didn't it? Well, yeah. So, oh, that just went daft. Is just mental completely, especially in one of the houses. There's, there was the first house that I moved into. Um, my son, he came and stayed over for a weekend. He seen something in the bedroom. And then right. I said to him, Don't tell, I don't know what you're seeing. I live here. I've got to live here. Do not tell. <laughs> I've got to because I used to work evenings then. So what? Yeah. My partner used to work days, so I'd spend a lot of days in there on my own. It's like, I, I don't really know. Don't, don't tell me. Don't know, Yeah. But then there's one day I was going, I was going for a job interview, so I locked the doors, walking down the street to get the bus, and just looked up at the window to make sure I 
the upstairs window. Yeah. And I seen like, an old man face looking, not looking direct, like stood, like facing up, like 90 degrees from the window, but turning his head looking out the window. Yeah. Imagine your wedding day on white marble floors beneath crystal chandeliers and exquisite ceiling drapery. Nestled on Long Bay Point Marina in Virginia Beach, the Gala 417 is a modern and luxurious waterfront wedding venue with all-inclusive packages, award-winning catering packages, and a dedicated team of gala girls to assist you every step of the way. The Gala is the perfect place to say, I do. Your dream wedding is just a click away. Learn more at thegala417.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And I, my son, he was at college at the time, so I knew he could use his phone. I rang him. I said, right, well, tell me what you saw. And he described exactly what I was looking at. Right. He goes, it was an old man, sunken face, grey hair, going bald on top. And he goes, he was just staring. Out the window. Yeah, well, he was, he'd come out the bathroom because there was two doors into the bathroom, one from the main bedroom and one from the landing. He'd gone out the bathroom and opened the wrong door into into my bedroom. Right. And that could have seen it. So he dived out of that door, through the other door and flew downstairs. <laughs> I'm like, don't want to know, don't want to know. The feeling yeah. I get from that, though, to be honest, is he belonged to the house, I think. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> It was his house and he was still just living there. Possible. That was the only sighting. Never felt anything in the house. Never felt anything bad. And I don't think anyone else, no one else told me they'd seen anything. So it was uh, when you, you moved in 2011? No, I moved I moved to Newport Pagnell in 2008. Right. I was there for nearly three years. And I moved into Milton Keynes. And I was there... Pretty much up till last year, and now I'm in Northampton. Right. So is Milton Keynes where you heard the breathing outside the window? Yes. Do you mind telling me a bit about that? No. Um, so, like I said, I was there in this house from about 2011, 2012, mm. up to about 2016. Yeah. So I was there about four years in the same house. And I'd gone in, it was an evening. I had a shower, a bath, I was getting ready to go to bed. And my ex, she was having a shower and that. Mm. I had, the window was open. And it's like, the way the houses are set out, they're called crofts. So you've got a big green of grass in the middle, then yeah. four houses built round. And all the parking is like residential parking on the outside. So you mm. can't even live into it. It's got like 
little underpass about 10 15 foot long to get through to where you live right so it's enclosed yeah so there's no way uh you, you can get a car in there and um i was sat on the bed i, I think i was getting my stuff ready for work or whatever and uh, the window is open and it's a horizontal windows that open wide mm-hmm. not the vertical ones and i just heard this like heavy breathing now there was an old bloke that used to live next door and he did suffer with like bad asthma and chest and that yeah and he's like no it's definitely not him this sounded like an animal right and it's like it was like chesty growl yeah i think you said to me it sounded like a, a um a really big dog with asthma yeah so it's like I was going to try and do an impression, but it didn't sound nothing like it. I know it. what you mean. It's hard to replicate in it, but I, I know what you mean. These others yeah. out there don't know what you mean. It's well. like when, when you try and flam up from your chest, but when it, a lot louder and growling, and it was like breathing while it was doing it. Yeah. And I was looking at the window. There used to be a tree outside that went up to the window, like the <laughs> cherry tree, but it had like little seeds that used to grow on it get everywhere i ended up cutting it down not long after that so this came out the window and whatever it was it wasn't on the ground if it it was something like four or five foot like stood near the front door yeah then i would have known but this was like either at the window or just below it just below the window no way i was looking out that window I've taken so many reports like that, though, Andy. Sorry, I couldn't go over and close it. I was too scared to close it. I don't blame you. And then it stopped after about, I'd say, about 20 seconds. And Mm. then I straight downstairs. And I don't even think I slept upstairs that night. Awful. I mean, I'm not surprised, because honestly, that would freak me out. That would absolutely freak me out, you know? And I've pushed my boundaries a lot over the last two years, but the idea of that outside my window. Yeah, and the thing is as well, there was no stray dogs around there. There's yeah. a couple of the road, they had a little um, Jack Russell that used to take for walks, but there's, you'd never ever see any dogs just let out loose. And there's I quite. I don't think you'd have questioned well, it as much if it was just a dog. You know? it, definitely, it, it wasn't just a dog, though, that's the thing. Mm. It, wasn't just, it was a big dog if it was a dog. See, that's what I'm saying. It got to have stood out as unusual, or you wouldn't have probably taken notice of it. Do you get what I mean? You weird, like sometimes I'd have been out hanging out the window, seeing what was going on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So it's clearly, yeah, it was the noise I'd not heard before. Yeah, can't believe we've been terrified for that. I mean, I'm trying to think of all of the, the, the reports I've got. Where people discuss, like they just they hear it right out the window. So it's yeah. either nine, ten feet tall. Yeah. Or it's climbed up. Well, yeah, or it's climbed up. Yeah. I've had, I've got them here. I've got them in Germany. There's a chap in Germany. Um, yeah. Same thing. And somebody refused to take his report. And he said it was uh, a dogman. And it came in to the window. He remembers being a kid in bed and it coming into the yeah. room when he was a kid. Yeah. God, I don't know what I'd do if you seen that. 
But he was so, it bothered him so much that when he was in his 40s, he flew out to America to a cryptozoology conference. Yeah. Because he wanted to report it. And it stayed with him that long. And and they wouldn't basically take it. It was a guy who got in touch with me and said, look, Debbie, I'm, you know, I've done something years ago and now it's pecking at my brain. I turned a fella away at a conference and I should never have done it. But I don't know how to get in contact with him. So the only thing I can think of is getting in touch with you and seeing if you can find him. And he was in the Black Forest in Germany. And he went all the way over there and asked him, and they just basically said, no, they weren't interested, because obviously you don't get dogmen in Germany, which is absolutely ridiculous, because you do. Oh, yeah, everywhere, by the sounds of it. Mm-hmm. My door's just opened. I thought it was my husband coming in to make me a brave, and um, it opened and closed, and there's nobody there, and I haven't got my camera on, so it's just blood. Oh. Yeah, but I thought, oh, Mark's bringing me a brave. <laughs> Oh, I tell you, that creeped me out a little bit. (laughs) Stuff like that happens all the time here. Yeah. 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 I mean, I I have strange dreams, and I was going to bring you onto your dreams, but mine tend to arrange around wolves or things around the bed or dogs biting my feet and stuff like that. Yours are absolutely awful because. In in some of the dreams, and I use that word yeah. loosely, you're actually taken from your bed, aren't you? Yeah. Um, well, it's like I said, the ones that I've had, I'd, it's it doesn't feel like I've been taken, but then I don't know because I was asleep. I know yeah. it sounds so stupid, but like with the dreams that I've had. I've always been being chased. Like I was saying to you before, it's the same bloke that's in them yep. saying to me that you're not supposed to be able to see that or you shouldn't be here. It's always the same sort of thing. And then, like I said, wake up. A lot of the time, I wake up screaming or shouting. Yeah, same. And I still do it now. Because what you're looking at, you said you're looking at the sky full of crafts. And yeah, guy, yeah, I've always been everywhere. And the guy yeah. saying to you, You shouldn't be able to see this. Yeah, because I've always been into astronomy, so I've pretty much always had telescopes and binoculars and that. Mm. So I'd be obviously go to sleep and be dreaming about UFOs. I'd be looking at the sky and then you see loads of spacecraft coming over. And the same person will come to me saying, How can you see that? You shouldn't be able to see any of this. And then starts trying to chase me. And then mm. in dreams i just remember being inside a crowd i was gone up i could see all the stars and that the planets everything and i looked round, but there's nobody in the craft with me there's people talking to me i could hear noises yeah the noises like computers and everything in there but it, it, the weird thing is very basic it's like there's two chairs on the table mm-hmm. and there's like control area over on the other side it's like a gray like gunmetal grey colour. Yeah. And then there's like one, there's like, from what I can see, there's one window, but it was curved. Do you know like the big curved TVs? Yeah, like that. Right, about 100, 200 inch. Right. And you can see all the stars and that. Obviously, we've gone up, we've left the ground. Yeah, I get you. The next thing that I'm waking up. And then I, that was the only one that I can remember where I'd actually gone inside the craft. 
Uh, obviously, I had a few more have been chased. And like I said to you, it was always around near Pendleton, near Pendleton Roundabout, near Queen's Park Motors. Yeah, which is about a mile from Flipping Beulil, where I had my... Yeah, so it was always in the area. But that's near where... Isn't that near where you felt that rush going through you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Was say yeah. Do you know the big brew that's um, Brinder Leaf? Yeah. It was there. I was at the top of it. Do you remember where the old dolphin taxis used to be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next to the church. Yeah, there. That's where I was. And it just rushed yeah. up that so Well, that's where... That's where I my dreams start, always start in the area. Right. But East Park, the houses and streets are different, but I know that I'm brought in. Yeah. It's, weird. it's so weird. And then there's that when I said to you, I woke up in the middle of the night, I found something in my nose. I, well, I was gonna say I was gonna say, explain about that one. Basically, you, you you removed a tiny plastic tube, didn't you, from your nose? Yeah, and that's probably one of the most scariest things, thinking about it. Um, I said I woke up in the middle of the night and I felt something, it was itching the inside of my nose. Right. I had my finger and thumb right right up inside my nostril, mm. pretty much scratching the top. There's blood pouring out, and I ended up pulling this little plastic tube out. It's probably about a centimetre long and about two millimetres thick, but it'd been hollowed out. Mm. It was weird because you know when you wake up and you're that tired and you just all you want to do is go back to sleep. Yeah. So I woke up, I'd done what I needed to do, got this out, put it on the bedside table, but I'll have a look at that in the morning. So my hand was covered in blood. There should have been blood because it was a white unit. Yeah. There should have been blood on the side. Anyway, woke up in the morning, couldn't find it, searched the floor, searched the drawers, not fell in, there's no blood. There's still blood on my hand, all the blood had dried on my hand. There's blood on the pillow and on my face. And this bit of plastic, nowhere to be seen. Right. And there's no blood, there's nothing there. Wow. Nothing. Nothing at all. And I should have been able to see it because I remember where I put it down, did it, so it wouldn't roll off. Yeah, that, yeah, you should have been. It sounds almost like an implant, I'll be honest. Yeah. And it's, it's just weird. It's really, really weird. I don't get it. I, I said to you before, didn't I? I remember being a kid, mate. And I must yeah. have been. I was, I was younger than seven because I was in McLaren on, when we lived on Sutton. I was in McLaren yeah. now, which is probably half a mile from Penge Church. Yeah. Church, right? So I'm in there. Um, it's. I've had me normal. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Leftovers. Or... 
The DMV. Number 97. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Nighttime terror. I'm nodding off. I'm going to sleep. Start having a nosebleed. So clean yeah. the nosebleed up. And there's this round thing. And I don't know. It looked, It was tiny. Don't get me wrong. It was only really yeah. small. But it like an oil filter or like a fan belt or a plastic right. cog, something like that. And yeah. being a little kid, I didn't know what to do. I shoved it back up. <laughs> and I remember thinking, oh, no, no, it's come out. And I shoved it back yeah. up, almost like I recognised it. Right. Oh. I didn't really think much of it, but I've had that memory so long. You know, for years growing up, I always say, oh, remember that thing? So, is, that, is that still there? Well, it must be. You've not moved it since. Well, I did, whether it fell out again while I was asleep, do you know what I mean? I don't know. I just yeah. right because I just remember being a kid and thinking, "Oh no, it's come out," and I shoved it back yeah. up my nose. Oh, and it, I must have been five, six, something like that. Yeah. And what? I don't remember beforehand, and I don't remember after or anything like that. I just remember <laughs> I can that... see it to this day on my palm. And me thinking, oh, God, no. And it, it, mean, it might have been a clot that come out in my nosebleed. And I'm... Yeah. Honest, it looked like a round plastic cog with a tiny little hole in the centre. Like, no. You know, like no. cogs have, like, divots yeah. all the way around, yeah. like that. Like a mini like, hmm? like, like you're getting a wind-up watch. Yeah, exactly like that. That sort of thing. Yeah, I shoved it back in. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't think I asked anyone about it. I don't think... Yeah. It didn't, at the time, it didn't stand out as unusual to me. That's the confusion. Right, yeah. It, I can't, it felt like I recognised it, and I was like, oh, no, it's come out. And I shoved oh. it back in, which was normally, you think I would think, oh, no, what's that? And I'd wipe it away. Yeah. yeah. Just a strange yeah. memory that I have from being a kid. But it was always in that, that bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. In that, that bedroom. But to be honest, my mum saw spirit. I didn't see spirit, but my mum sees spirit. And yeah. she saw spirit in her bedroom. So it could have been the entire flat, I don't know. Because it was little. I moved out of there when I was six Did and a half. Yeah, I'm sorting. So you've right. got the, the end that's yeah. near Langwithy Road, and the, or you've got yeah. the end that's nearest to the precinct, nearest to Nursery Street. Yeah. Right. Well, that's oh. where it was. Up to being six and a half, I lived on McLaren, which was right yeah. next to the little rocket park. Um, I know then, they lived, it was seven, the 70s when they lived there. Yeah, same. Maybe yeah. in the 80s. Yeah, same, same time. Right. Kaz, you know Kaz who comes on the programme, she lived on Finna. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. Same time, similar time. Obviously, it, people don't understand, but where we lived during the war, it was bombed a lot. So you right. had old, like, terraces, didn't you? And they come in and knock them all down yeah, and yeah. built new houses on them and all of that. 
So they yeah. moved a lot of people out to the new builds, and that's when my family come up. But my family stayed on Sutton. Right. Yeah. And my mum were pregnant, so we got a bigger flat. So we moved to the other end, like the Langmuir Road end, that's closer yeah. to the yeah, that's yeah, that, that's it. Yeah, the Langwith uh, Langwith side. Yeah, 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 yeah. Off the, where the petrol station is. Yeah, exactly. That's where my flat <laughs> so, was. Exactly. Yeah, and I lived on there as soon as I because we moved out and we moved closer to the countryside, which was awful for me. Yeah, my dad moved to, moved to Swinton where you were were when you were little. Yeah, and then they moved further up the road again to Walkden. So right. I out went back on Sutton. I lived on Sutton in my early 20s when I was first married. And then I moved to Levin Street, which is the area you were talking about before, near Pendleton Church. Right, yeah. My strange reappearing dreams are always about Littleton Road. It's a similar area that we're talking about, isn't it? Yeah, it's, little, it's not even quite, I don't even think it's quite of a mile away. Uh, it's weird, because I haven't lived there. My Jodie would have been two. And she's 34. So I haven't lived there for 32 years. But yeah. I have consistent dreams of being in there and stripping wallpaper and trying to pack things into boxes. And it's always the house. always sets me back to it. Yeah. It's really strange. And I wake up, I'm so frustrated. And I don't yeah. know why, but I'm, you know, I'm really, really angry. But not in the way I am when I wake up and summits over my face. Like then, like you said, you wake yeah. up fighting really aren't you yeah yeah loads of times i've woke up kicking and screaming because i mean it's got to be i speak to so many people that are the same where they, they reckon i mean honestly it sounds like you've been visited your entire life well we're saying that about being visited at the same house um i always remember i was off work one so i get up early it was middle of summer so i get up early and I have my breakfast, but I go and sit outside because it's now it's like a bit of a sun trap. Yeah. One morning I stood in the garden, I was just looking around and looking I'd say south ish, south west ish. Yeah. I noticed a metal object in the sky. Right. I couldn't tell you if it was about a mile away. And it was big, or it was close, and it was small. Oh, I get what you're saying. The perspective. Yeah, my perception of distance isn't the greatest to go off. Mm. But, but if you're looking in the sky and you've got nothing to compare it yeah, to, no clouds, that's quite normal. Yeah. So it looked like like a ball bearing just been thrown up in the sky. Yeah. And I seen it in the distance, and I was look, just staring at it, and it didn't move. It didn't. There's no flight path on it or anything. It just stayed there. I went back in, came back out. About half an hour later, it was still there. Right. So anyway, I went, did what I had to do. Next morning, same thing, went out. It was there again. Mm. Then I started feeling really uneasy because it wasn't like, didn't just feel like it was there. It felt like it was there and it was watching me. There's okay. millions of thousands of people everywhere else. Yeah, but, but you could be... You know, you can, like we were saying before, but sorry, you can feel something watching you. Yeah. And that's what it felt like. It was just okay. what I mean, nobody else. You felt and observed. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I just felt it looking like observing me. And then it's like really, really, like it felt last weekend. And just felt yeah. really uneasy. I just went back in the house. 
I went out later on in the day and it wasn't there. But I didn't go out again any of the mornings. And if it did, I didn't look in that direction. Yeah, because you didn't want to see it again. Yeah. And that was roughly the same time that all this other stuff was happening. Right. And what was it all the other stuff, Andy? Oh, the shadow people. Right. All this. Um, people, like where the living room was, the stairs came down. The stairs split the living room and the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So you've got the front door, directly in front is the kitchen, slightly to the left of the stairs going straight up, left into the living room. So depending on where you sat in the living room, you could see the hallway and like the window outside of the front door. Yeah. I was there one more, I sat there one day and just seen someone run downstairs, had a white t-shirt on and blue jeans. Right. There's one of her kids messing about. I thought he'd gone into the kitchen because where the fridge was, is a big gap under the stairs, so you could hide behind it. And we used to yeah. do that all the time, in each other. But right, I'll creep in, scare him. There's no doors going out the kitchen. The house was similar to what it was in Ireland. Front door, door going out the back from the living room, and that was it. There was the only two access points. So I jumped into the kitchen to scare him. Nobody there. Oh. oh. I know, as, a, as in the house on my own, I didn't realise it all gone out. I was like, right, I'm going for a walk. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Get out quick enough. Oh, I don't blame you. When you oh. Do you know when you say shadow people? Did you see them near your bed at all? Well, the first one I seen, see, I don't I don't know if it's a shadow person or an apparition. Right, or energy. Like Yeah. I was yeah. at the top of the stairs. And then, like, yeah. you get to the top of the stairs, the toilet's in front of you. Mm-hmm. There's a bathroom directly to your right. To your right, and then to the front of the house was one bedroom. Top of the stairs, directly left, was my bedroom. And then yeah. left to the side of the house was a box bedroom. So I was stood in the box bedroom. I was doing, the door had broken. I was trying to fix it. And as I'm trying to do it, I seen a shadow walk from the bedroom, diagonal, go into the toilet. Right. About no more than five foot tall, moving really like gliding past. It yeah. took about 10, 15 seconds to walk about four or five foot. Wow. In fact, I was screaming. I mean, like a baby screaming. I don't and blame you. I don't blame it, you. Can you imagine? Oh, it, my God. It was right. I'm talking right in front of me. Yeah. If it turned out, my hand had gone through it. Oh. Um, it didn't, the noise, me screaming, what I was doing, had no effect on what this what it was doing. Yeah. This was doing. So whether it is residual. I get you. Right there, but I've, like, same thing, it is one of them that I've never seen before and I've, I've not seen since. Yeah, but it's so close to you, isn't it? It's undeniable. It right in front of me. Like, yeah. directly in front of me. Where I sit in bed because I, I, I have to sit on my bed a lot yeah say like where i am is 12 o'clock well at seven o'clock on the clock is yeah. stairs and the door's there so i have to close the door when i'm like yeah to people because i see things going up and down the stairs all the time and they catch my eye and that was the first right. place i saw it looked like um the things that I see around the bed are not solid. You can kind of see through them. 
So the right. shadows are energies, yeah. really. But this... See, yeah, this one was transparent. I could see through it. It was like... looked like it was made out of black lace. I get what you... No, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, because I've seen... I see like that, but I've, I've seen something so solid. And it yeah. freaked me out. And weirdly, I asked him what his name was. And he said, yeah. Mac. And I've seen him a couple of times. And you know when I was telling you about the case that we're working on where... Yeah. Guy's a locksmith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he said to me, the area's called Shribok or something like that. And that right. means wolf in Gaelic. Really? Yeah. And Craig Madder, which is pronounced Crimadder, but it's spelled yeah. Craig Madder, also means Hill of the Wolf. Right. So obviously, I wanted to have a look at that. So I put it in Gaelic word for wolf, and it was Mac. And I was like, oh, my God, that's what he said his name was. Yeah, he proffered, like, he didn't creep me out, but I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. It was just, I was like, wow, that's a coincidence. What was it? Well, yeah, exactly, exactly. And it was only this week. I think it was yesterday. Was it? Obviously, we're talking backwards and forth now. Yeah. Because he's really interested in... It's like you said, I started looking at place names that are about wolves, and there's so many of them. And there yeah. are, you know, I once went to Wolverhampton, stayed in a place called Wolverley. Yeah. Can it chase me? And the oh. farmer said to me, What's that thing on the back of your car? I was like, Oh, it's a werewolf. Um, yeah. like, I said, I'm going down to Can it chase to meet a few people and talk about that. He went, Something like that crossed my land about four years ago. It, it had a face, a face, its face was longer, like um, like a greyhound. Yeah. It wasn't the size of a horse, it was more like the size of a pony. But it was right. like big and crossed me land, like, so I was like, oh, yeah. You yeah. just made me remember something. When yeah. we're leaving and all the stuff that happened at the house, the next town across is called Wolverton. Right. Ah. That would make some sense. <laughs> Do you know what? I think I might have a sight in for there, you know. You can, you've got Wolverham, it's right on the edge of Milton Keynes, and then you cross over towards Northampton, over near where Hansel Park is, which is part of MI6. Right, I know where you mean. I've got it. That's, that's going out towards Salty Forest, which then carries on towards Gayhurst, where I've seen the inv- Visible life arm. Right. Do you know what the report is there that I've got next Go to yours? Is there's a place called Matchstick Wood and it's on the Ouse. Yeah. Then it's this last that I'm telling you about that lives in uh Banshees of Andweller. So right. like yeah, yeah. National Park or like Top of Snowdonia or whatever. So they're yeah. actually canoeing on the Ouse. And there's her, her husband, and a mate. And they camp and matched it camp. So she said, there's no toilet facilities around, so you've got to get out of your tent. And yeah. The shrubbery and have a pee out there yeah. kind of thing. And she said, I'm not scared. I'm out in the countryside all the time. Don't bother me. Yeah. So suddenly get this feeling of complete dread. Yeah. Like I'm being watched and being observed. And as she's telling me, in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, that poor, it's the same as that poor girl at Rivington Pike. She had her knickers around her ankles, yeah. having a pee, and she said it walked out of the tree line. It was only about eight feet away from her, and it had the body of a man, but really thickly muscled and hairy. Yeah. 
the face of a bear. Right. Yeah, yeah, I remember looking into that one. Yeah, so on the use, just not far from you, actually, it's not, is it? Ugh. She said that it felt like something watched her all the way back to camp and almost start kind of thing. And then her husband had an experience, I think, in the Welsh Hills, where right. similar thing, something stalked him back to the car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I just thought, I, I, Wolverton rings a bell with me, though, and I don't know why. Right. right. I'm trying to have a look through my notes, but nothing's coming up for me. Right, I'll see if I can find anything on it and forward yeah. it on. Do you know when you've heard it before and you're thinking, hmm, that rings a bell yeah. and I'm not sure. Yeah. But there again, I get so many reports. There's a lot of places that sound the same as well. Well, yeah, but no, it's definitely Wolverton and I don't know why. I've spoken right. about it this month and no way have it. It might be a report that's come in or something and it's just still right. In draft waiting to be done, I'm not sure. But right. <laughs> what I've had to do at the minute is as the reports come in, I'll read through them and then I hand them over to an investigator. Right. And they go out and do the work on it. And then obviously they speak to the witness, record it all. And all I do is I just put it out on YouTube now. So it's not like because of lockdown and stuff, I can't yeah. go on investigations or anything. And then yeah. I, before I'd be in my wheelchair, say four or five days a week, and then I'd have a couple of days where I'd be fine. But now I'm in my wheelchair all the time. It's going to be less yeah. terrible. So, like, I don't think, I think it's going to be hard for me, regardless of wherever I go. Do you know what I mean? I'm not yeah. going to be able to do that in the field investigations anymore. Yeah, actually, out and about. Yeah, but it's fine. Nat's picked up a few for me, Mick's picked up a few for me, and there's lots of other people picked up cases that they're working on. And it's. Yeah. Yeah, I like it because you're getting there. They're asking questions that I've probably not asked. Oh, do you get what I mean? It's just another personality doing it with different yeah. opinions, and yeah, so yeah. I'm really enjoying it because when the interviews are coming back in, it's yeah. I, I watch them, and then obviously I, I, what I do is I put my voice type on, and it types yeah. it out, so I don't even have to type it anymore. So it's it's that's out the way I'm managing at the minute, kind of to do it. It's right, out, it's doing all right. So let's talk about Canuck Bloody Chase. It, last week. Mm. Oh, that was um wasn't Canuck. Oh, was it not Canuck? No, it was Woodbridge. Right, yeah, it's not that far out. I get where you mean. Right, yeah. Woodbridge. <laughs> yeah, just near Telford. Got ya. Right. Oh, the precarious man beast of Clopton. Is there and the Rendlesham, the Rendlesham bear? Oh right. Yeah, so there are reports there. So is that the one you went to with Alan? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So what that was? Yeah, you've got the Rendlesham Forest light being. So you've got um, a couple that are out with Brenda, who's a well-known psychic that works at um, Rendlesham and she said they saw what was almost like a stick figure of a man but made from light and it was running through the trees really quickly oh right then you've got a report from a woman with a kid who said that they saw a bear a tip, like a proper bear down on all fours yeah so you've yeah. heard of that one yeah moving off into the um flipping it into the undergrowth I couldn't get me words so you've got the Rendlesham stick being the bear, and then what's this one? 
got another one here and it's got to be an upright thing because I've tagged it and it's like, oh, it's a strange, like, phantom dark shadow figure. Oh. Really creepy. Yeah. Yeah, it's like this, um, it, this looks like a black humanoid shape, but it's kind of yeah. towering over the woman. Oh, it's a photograph that was took by a paranormal group because you're just right. on the river Ald there. So you're like, I mean, it's ideal. You've got so many ancient sites there as well. Yeah, Alan was saying there's, there's loads around that area. Yeah, there so definitely is. You're in, the, you're in the Suffolk area of natural beauty, so it's just you've got all of the shuck stories. You get a lot of shucks around that area, like black yeah. dogs. Um, not just phantom black dogs, but like solid, thick, wolfy black dogs. You know what I mean? Muscular black dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is um, I can't, I'm trying to. There's a historical one there as well. Just they've got my map up. I'm just having a look while we're talking. Right. Yeah, the Wild Man of Orford. One of the very earliest tales that was ever written down is that they pulled this hairy man from the sea, and he couldn't yeah. speak. He had no language. He just grunted like um, an animal, and he yeah. had food raw. And basically, they, they put him in a dungeon. Really? Yeah. And what? Oh. They, I know. And what they do is they take him to the sea and let him yeah. swim for like an hour and they'd all watch it. You know, like like lords and ladies and it was wonderful. And then yeah. they bring him back to the castle. So he said like, obviously he must have been very clever. So it got him to the stage where they, he trusted, they trusted, he'd let him go and have his swim. And they trusted yeah. him for one day, he just took off and never come back. All right. Well, these actual drawings have him chained up in the jung in the jungle that somebody took at the time, you know, for the newspaper. Yeah, yeah. Been like seventeen something. Right. Barford, and then just to the north, you've got a dogman report. Leaston's devil dog. He was a skeleton found. Let me get the date. Nineteen sixty-one. Oh, so not that long ago then. Yeah, and it was. She spoke about. They call it the galley trot. That's another name for it up there. Right. Um, and a woman reported a huge black dog with glowing eyes that loped up the road. It was dead silent. There was no noise or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, she seen it move off into the churchyard. Right. And then there's another man makes a report, but the reports in the area go all the way back to the 1850s, basically. Right. So. Yeah, years ago. Time. yeah, I'm just going through them now and scanning them all. They're all basically a big, thick dog. And then in 2014, they do an archaeological evacuation and yeah. they unearth a skeleton of a huge hound, which immediately yeah. led to speculation that the body of the elusive black shuck had been found. Oh, right. The creature was seven foot in length. Um, was initially found by a member of the public in the trenches in 2013. Mm. So that's a seven-foot dog that they found yeah. in 2014, yeah. Jesus. I know. Yeah, so that's why <laughs> That might be what was breathing outside your window. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good, thanks. <laughs> I feel bad. No, I've said that. No, it's all right. I don't live there anymore, so it's all good. So what made you head for that area? You just fancied it? Or... Yeah, I just got the opportunity to go, so but why not? Yeah, no, I don't blame you. Because I only presumed it was Canuck because of Alan. 
because uh, right. Alan's usually at Canic when he does his um, yeah. research. Yeah, so. he was going to go there the other week, but then when he did lockdown, he's like, he's got it murky. So um, I know we're still in lockdown, but there's only me and him. I pretty much go to work, come back, that's it. Don't yeah. mix with anyone. So. No, there's a few people out because you're allowed to have your exercise. You can't stay in house 24 hours a day. You, you know, <sighs> they don't want you to do that. You've got to get your vitamin D, haven't you? And it's hard yeah. to winter in the UK anyway. Uh-huh. There's a few people that are out because lots of people research on their own. Yeah. So they get in yeah. the car, they drive to somewhere, they walk around, they might not see a person, they get back in the car and they drive off. So I don't see yeah. any harm in that whatsoever, me. No, yeah. I'm not brave to do it on my own. No. Well, I mean, in the daytime, obviously. Oh, not, right. Yeah. yeah, not at night. No. I mean, there no. probably are people are out at night, but yeah, yeah lots yeah. of people are just using the daytime to do the research at the minute. And honestly, I think yeah. that's better sometimes because not all events happen at night. No, a lot of it happens, does happen during in the, the day. daytime. You get you you saw something driving to work. Yeah. The amount of drivers that send reports in. I mean, one of our most recent reports was in Market Raising, and that was a driver right at the start yeah. of lockdown, probably about April, June this year. Yeah. And he was driving when he saw it at the side of the road. He said he only saw it side on and it looked like it had killed a rabbit or it was attempting to kill a rabbit yeah. when he saw it. Um, and like I right. say, that market raising area. Uh, right. And a lot of people don't like going out at night and they don't blame them. No, I'm not over keen on it, but sometimes you have to. Yeah, I mean, if you, you're with a group, that's not so bad, I don't think. But No. There are missing people, aren't there? We can't say that there aren't. And, and honestly, even going in on your own, if there's dodgy people about, or say you broke your ankle or something like that, you'd be knackered, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's, yeah. It. that's no reason why I wouldn't go on my own anyway. Yeah, I just, I just, I think people should go out in groups anyway. I just think it makes sense. Definitely. Definitely. Just you, can, you can go out one, not two or three of you, not make a noise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's lots of times I've met up with people, and I've probably never said this before, right? But I'll meet up with them, and they want to go in the woods with me and everything. And I know that yeah. there's no point, because the second we get out of the car, everybody talks, don't they? And I, yeah. I do it as well. You talk, you have a conversation. And I think they yeah. probably hear you pull up in the car, don't they? And they're yeah, gone. that's it. They're gone before you even get there. Yeah, I would imagine so. But then, like I say, dog walkers see them. Yeah. Drivers were my biggest pool in the, in the early days, so probably late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. Talking to Eddie Stobart drivers and anyone I could speak to and asking if they'd seen out weird on the roads and all of the above. And honestly, I did get some strange reports. I got a, a number of something crossing the road. Yeah. In front of the vehicle, or behind the vehicle. And then I think... The last report I took from a driver, which was also K9 in origin, do you know yeah. Birchwood is in Warrington? Yes. You've got Birchwood Country Park on one side and Risley Country Park on the other. Yeah. He was driving from the... He's driving back to Manchester. Yeah. And he's going through there. It's about half three in the morning. And he said it came out of... Let me get it right way around. Out of Birchwood and into Risley. And it went yeah. through the car. He said it was as big as a pony and black and absolutely yeah. massive. 
And he said, he was just glad it didn't stand on two feet because he reckoned it would have been about seven foot. Really? Yeah, he slammed on, jumped out of the car and he was gone. He actually said, because he's from Manchester, I couldn't believe it, it yeah. dusted. It <laughs> absolutely dusted. It had just gone. gone. Yeah. And he was like, there's no way that a dog could have got away in the amount of time. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. And he's bounded across the road. I think that's the scariest thing is how quick how quick they move. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've got reports where they say, like, it dropped down to its belly in an instant. Yeah. And it kind of crawled out of there backwards. The amount of times you hear that and you just think, oh, no. And, like, oh. I, I've seen him move. And when I yeah. look back, he moved he became that bush somehow. I have no way of putting that into words. Yeah. Just so fluid and he'd gone. It um, wasn't, you know, and that's how he came out. Paul Sinclair said to me, do you remember the bushes moving, Debbie? And I said, do you know what, Paul, I don't. I just remember looking at his face. Like the gliding. Kind of almost, yeah. He was just there. Yeah. There's a little bit of movement, and I'm talking a millisecond. Yeah. And I thought, oh, no, something's going to happen. But I didn't I even have time to process that thought. And I'm thinking, it's going to be a teacher or a boy. Yeah. And then he was out. And it was just like, ah! And I just pushed him. <laughs> I, do, I didn't know what to do. I just, without thinking, there was no yeah. thought in any of it. Instinct. I, I got on my feet, and I ran. And I look back, oh, yeah. and he just, he was gone. <sighs> she legged it down the steps and headed for like, yeah. do you know where, uh, like the language of the, the legion, the old man. Yeah. She yeah, headed yeah, that yeah. way, and I ran across there, past Oak thing, yeah, up past like Oaks Park, and came through on the lanks and thought, oh no, I can't cross the dell. Oh, oh no, not crossing the dell. So I ran, you know, where the, the golf course is? Yeah. I ran that way and went up Barton Lane. But, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. 2016, there's a report in that golf club. Yeah, I heard about that. Jade and her husband, he's out with three of his mates. They're on that golf course. He said they see something. He thought at first it was like chavs. He said, yeah. We knew someone was in the rough, but we just presumed it was someone like dicking about or you know, in a tent or something like that. Yeah, and he said the next thing, this brown thing came out of there, and he said it was gesticulating with its hands, like in that go back, you know, uh, you yeah, yeah. forward. Yeah, you can say to him, No, go back, don't come this way. And because it's four lads from Manchester, they're all like kind of taking the mick out of each other, and and he yeah. said it was almost like it was doing sign language and then it clapped at him like yeah yeah and he said from the uh -huh. like 10 to 10 on a clock something yeah. screamed out of the bushes he turned to look where the screaming's come from and when they look back it's gone right so he's he he's got to have been more than one yeah definitely and then we have a report, not where I live, uh, in a different place. And it's a guy who's a security guard. He's got two dogs with him. Yeah. He's lad. He's doing security on the golf course at night. Yeah. He said, I've got my two Alsatians and they 
like we're walking around nothing, walking around nothing. Yeah. Do my neck because obviously they do a circuit, don't they? Yeah. 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 Circuit and the dogs start going mental, and you see them going absolutely mental, and this scream came from the bush. This thing ran out of the bushes, and he said the dogs were pulling that hard that he let go of the lead, and they chased it. He said the dogs yelping, and they came running back. And he said, yeah. you really hit the stream as it obviously it's running off, in it? It's gone into the stream. Yeah, and, yeah. It go. and he was absolutely petrified. And he said, I didn't take the dogs, didn't go up there again. Don't blame him. And to be it, honest. Was, it was the his partner that reported it. And she said, to yeah. him, Like, do you remember it? And he was like, Oh, God, yeah, I do remember it. And I've never been up there since. You know? Right. Yeah. Like, <sighs> Don't go on the golf course at night. I know. <laughs> <laughs> anywhere at night. Yeah, but really, you don't have to go anywhere. It comes to you, doesn't it? And That's the thing. Stay in the house and it's there. Right. Well, when we were talking about Risley, yeah. a young lass got in touch with me and she said, they've built, they've knocked down the old mill and they've built houses on it. And she yeah. said, between the new Asda, she said, I know you're not going to believe me, but between the new Asda, in the new housing estate, there's a strip of woodland, and I, I walk it a lot. Pick the kids up from school, grab the shopping, walk through that wood, and go home. She said, I'm in there with my mate early spring, so it's dark, it's about half five, six o'clock. It's yeah, me, me mate, and our kids, and this rushing wind this is the point I'm getting to pushes between the two of them. And she said, It was it was just directed at us, it went between us, it moved me air. Yeah. She said, and you could almost see it was on two legs, but it was just moving energy really, really fast and pushing me out of the way. And you and Alan experienced that this week. Yeah. You were out, didn't you? Well, Alan did. I didn't feel a thing, and I stood right beside of him. Right. So he felt it. I'm like, I had nothing. Didn't feel anything. But because of the way he was walking, obviously, the wind should have been going front to back, not side to side. Get you, yeah. But he got the wind. It's like... I, I didn't feel a thing, nothing at all. Because when you when you went in, because Alan's yeah. he's all gone going now, you know, it's like going in, he's not scared. Yeah. I have to say to people, mate, if you go to an area and you feel off, don't, you know, listen to your gut. And you do that, yeah. don't you? You said yeah. you didn't. You, was it as soon as you got there or was it? As soon? No, it was about two and a half miles down the track. Right. So, so we've got was from, normal up to that point. Yeah, there's like a few eerie bits, but nothing major. Mm. Um, and then got to this point, I was like, no, I can't go any further. I just couldn't. There's something mm. telling me not to go walk yeah. down anymore. So that's when we turn around and come back. But when well, we at least him, he listened. Sorry? <laughs> at least he listened. I know. He did what I go on. He goes, would you be all right here on your own for like a minute? I'm like, no, not, not a chance. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. If you're feeling that and that's what you're picking up on, just do it. Yeah. There's, no, there's no question in it, is it? Just, got, just get out of there. That's it. And when we looked on Google Maps after, um, that would point roughly where the lake starts. Right. So whether it's to do that, I don't know. But there's no way I could have carried on. Not what, a chance. What did it feel like, Andy, if you don't mind me asking? It just felt a complete change of atmosphere, like a different type of energy. Yeah. So, like, we was walking down and having a laugh, and then, I don't know, it's like, 
imagine you walking down the street and then you see an altercation going on and you get a bit yeah 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 well it was like that but couldn't actually see anything it was just a feeling mm. oh yeah i've had that yeah so no i wasn't going any I've further seen, i've had it in beulah twice Once. yeah you know Beulah, don't you? Once yeah, you used to go all the time. The seedly end, so the bottom end, where you had that little crummy toilet block. Yeah. That nobody ever really used. When I was a kid, I mean, I'm much, much older than you. When I was a kid, there used to be a shed there, and, and in the summer or the holidays, they'd give you like hula hoops or a bat and a ball, or there was just yeah, yeah. you could play with it and everything. So that's kind of where you're headed. And I remember right. going to the toilet block and my brain saying no no do not do it do not do it but i just ignored it because i was busting for a pig yeah and as i went in and i was having a way something growled at me from the next door (laughs) and i was out of there like yeah i think i would have been i'd had the warning and this that the second time that happened to me was in victoria park in swinton right yeah and all that we had greyhounds so my job as a kid was I had to take the grounds out for the last night walk. So I'd right. come, we lived where, um, I'm trying to think what the pub was called. Cricketers. Where the cricketers was. Yeah. We lived there. So I'd have to go down to the roundabout, all the way down Swinton, past the children's hospital, down to the roundabout. Yeah. Up past the flipping firehouse. Yeah. Down Station Road and then back to my dad. So that's what I had to do. Really? And if you think, as I'm passing the children's hospital, I'm, the Dell's on me right hand side. Yeah, it's opposite. It's, yeah, it's pitch black, and I hate that. The there's, I, I can't even go in it. The feeling of that place is so oppressive to me. I can't go on it. Every time I walk, the flipping dogs. And when you've got greyhounds, you don't always have the same dogs because my dad kennels yeah. them. So we'd have yeah. our dogs, and then we'd have other people's. So it didn't matter what dog I had with me. Every time we went past it, their echoes would go up and, really? and they'd growl. Oh, I hated it. You know, I the road where, where the shops are next to the Dell. Yeah. Is that bit of grass that splits the East Lanks and is yeah, it Manchester Road? Yeah, that's what I mean. That it's never. It used, used to be a couple of houses on there, or yeah. so I was told, and there was activity in them houses. Yeah. It's where Lowry, it was where Lowry, when he was older, he lit Lowry. So there's one of the houses he's turned into like a museum for, for Lowry. Yeah, but that's there's one on Station Road in Swinton. Yeah, yeah. That's where Wheeler Cheatham Road. Ah, right. So that's where my mum and dad moved to when we moved off Sutton. They bought an house right. at Cheatham Road and then they sold that and they moved further into Larkin. So yeah. they like where the stud farm is now because they have a little bit of land and stuff. But it, I don't know. It was just there was yeah, something. A couple of houses built on that grass. And the kids in Swinton used to talk about the eight man that hid in the bushes in the in Victoria Park. So really? Like, yeah, but I, by then I think I was probably like fifteen, sixteen. So when they were younger kids. My sister was growing. My sister right. was younger than me, and they talk about that. But obviously, I'd never put the events together. Because yeah. I was glad that we were in Swinton because we weren't near Beulah Park anymore. Right. But we lived two streets away from that big Victoria Park. So it's the same situation, just closer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, 
can't get away from it. No. But then we, what I meant to say is, I moved up here. I didn't move up here till I was 29. So I still right. in. So I yeah. always kind of lived close to the park. Um, so I must be, I feel like I'm connected to it in some way, and I don't know why. Yeah. But we moved up here, and all of Mark's events are around between the yew tree and Winter Hill. Right, yeah. And all of the UFO reports that are on my estate, they say that the light went off to Winter Hill. Yeah, the, the yew tree is that one up there over Alton, isn't it? Yeah, near Cemetery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, that cemetery, the woodlands, used, yeah. to, used to be a grass henge. Oh, right. I never it's knew that. Far back in time, as you can go, there used to be a grass henge there. Right. Yeah, so it must have always been like... A yeah, there's something, always something going on then. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And, like, Mark, there was Mark, Lee, Gareth and Keith. And yeah. they were walking, because you'll know where I mean, they were walking... So they were coming from my estate now, and they were going over the backfields. Yeah. And they were heading to the yew tree, and then they just keep going until you get to the length, so they could use that. Do you remember where the little chef used to be? Yes. So they could use that garage there. That's where they were going. Oh, to right. Yeah. Got you. So, but it was about one in the morning. They needed cigarette papers and backer. Yeah. And he said I was starving, so that's what they did. And um, they came to, and they all remember. The memory ending at a different part of the route. Right. So for one of them, it was as they were on the fields. He don't remember anything until he woke up on the top. For Mark, he remembers getting near the yew tree and then everything stops. And when they come to, they're like head to head in the shape of a cross. Yeah, I remember you saying. Yeah, and the light's above him. And he said it did this really weird movement and it shot off so into real. So, you know, like, in, sometimes in your life, you see uh, to have a lot of coincidences. The yeah. last 18 months has been winter ill, winter ill, winter ill. Everything that's come up has been about winter ill. And then when the two lads were out about three weekends ago, yeah. I, was, I knew earlier, didn't I? That they were up there. They were doing a bit of rabbiting. And I know not everybody agrees with that. But when you're from around here, it's quite normal. Yeah. You know? And it is all across Manchester, really, in Tameside, isn't it? And it's... Love to go out with an air rifle, that's what they like. So they're up there and it's late on, probably gone 12. And he said, they find this carcass, but it's still steaming. And it looked like its ribcage had been pulled into, like split. Really? Yeah. And then this growl comes out of the dark at him. They shine in the torch and they hit eye shine, yellow eye shine. Yeah. And almost he stooped over, crouched, hunched, actually. Not crouched, hunched thing. Right. And it stalks them back to the car, basically. Stalks them. There's no other way of putting it, yeah? There was nothing about that experience. It stalks them back to the car. And it was, clearly, it was a fresh kill because it was steaming. And it would have been cold up top three weekends ago. What were we remember? Oh, yeah. And it was steaming. Um, And he just said that, they couldn't find anything on, on the internet that sounded like it. And the only thing that matched was werewolf. And he put that in as a joke. He went, yeah. and he said it matched. It was the abs- <laughs> And it absolutely cracked him out. And you, you've got to drive off Winter Hill. You're used to Winter Hill, aren't you? You've been there. Yeah, yeah I've been there pretty much every weekend. So basically, they go up. 
Mick, yeah. I, I can't go and meet him, so I get in touch with Mick because I thought Mick will. Mick lives right yeah, here. Yeah. He, he can go and interview him and that we're not breaking any lockdown things. No. So he goes out, he interviews the lads. They were absolutely fantastic, the pair of them. They're like, no, we'll go and film. It's not a problem. Yeah, you can name us. They were really... Yeah. No, I wouldn't say scared. That's not what I got. They, they just seemed really confused. Yeah. They couldn't work it out what had gone on. Right. Yeah, I, did, I wouldn't have said yeah. that. They both look like handy lads, let's put it that way. And right. I wouldn't have said that they were frightened or terrified, but they just looked confused, like they couldn't work out what had gone on. Bewildered sort of thing. Yeah, that, that, in a nutshell, Andy, bewildered. And the, the lad, Adam, the younger lad, he said, that he, honest, I, felt I was, I, I did feel like I'd have to fight at some point. Really? And it'd be like fighting something you can't see. So he said he actually turned his bat into a club at one point. Oh. You know? And you just think, yeah. oh. So they, they oh, got no. back up with him in the daytime. They were they were like, no, not a problem. We'll go back up with you and show you where it happened and all that. And he was yeah. bit to the carcass less. But there was also, a, they found the head. And they found yeah. another head. And that head was of a you was pushed, well, I presume a you, pushed into yeah. the wall. Jesus. And all the, like, the vertebrae and the had been arranged almost like oh right really strange really strange setup so they obviously they go and they're in the sportsman and when they're in the sportsman's pub she tells them about a case of this family yeah moved off the moor because of something that they saw out there and then in the last three weeks everything we've had has been on winter hill and a massive amount of ufo reports and you've right. had an experience like that at Winter Hill, haven't you? Yeah, but the thing is, it wasn't a UFO. Right. It was... Oh, so this is roughly about 2003. I only know that because I started taxi driving in 2004, and it was just before I got my licence to do it. Right. So one night I was bored, so I thought, right, just go for a drive. So I've gone for a drive with my mate. We're driving, we've gone up to Winter Hill, coming back over, down Angel's Arc. You know where the yeah. road, and you've got the reservoir on either side. I don't know yeah. the exact name of it. Driving down there, and I stop halfway down. I'm like, please tell me you can see that. He's like, what? And I'm looking, and there's a house right at the bottom of this road. So you come to the junction, there's a house there, and there's a garage, white, shorts of white garage door. And I said, that monster, you've got to be able to see that monster. And it was just a head and then shoulders. So a garage door is roughly, what, about seven foot high? Yeah. So this was probably about six, six and a half foot. Oh, yeah. Two red glowing eyes. Oh. And I thought, I thought I was hallucinating. I thought I was seeing things because I was tired. It was about probably about two o'clock in the morning. I said, we'd just gone for a drive. I was just staring at it. You could see the shape of the head. There's no neck onto the shoulders. Yeah. It was near enough as, I'd say about four and a half, five foot wide and about six and a half foot tall. Bloody hell. And it was just all dark. It was just just... just black and the two red eyes. And that was it. And then I just put my foot down. As I drove past, I didn't look. And just kept going, just booted the car. I was gone. And I went past a few days later in the day and to see if there's any red lights in the garage door. Nothing there. 
No reflectors, nothing. Oh. That, yeah. Well, I mean, I've got my map up, right? So within yeah. the walking distance of where you are, you've got, I've just got to see how many fishermen it is. You've got a number of triangular craft were seen by two men whilst out yeah. fishing. Because we're in Charlie, like Cockle area. So they yes. see at least. It was heading out that way. Yeah, 200 foot long, no markings, and matte black in colour. Right, so that's one of the efforts. Yeah. A mile and a half away, we have the family that never returned. That's a police officer. Yeah. Basically, his granddaughter stayed over. He gets up in the night for the pee, sees something outside the window, packs him up all up in the morning and goes back to Liverpool and stays yeah. at his daughter's and sells the cottage. Yeah, never go back there. Right, half a mile away from that, we've got the woman who broke her ankle in the 90s yeah. Who was having a pee? Who ran away from the bear man? And then, <laughs> just to make you happy, just to, we have. <laughs> they, I'm just checking now. It wasn't yellow eyes. It was red eyes that they saw. The lads right. on top of it. I'm just checking it now. That was my fault. Uh, it had red eyes in the dark, and you like a stone's throw from each other. Right. No, I was about. I was a good three, four hundred yards away. Right. Because I weren't stopping the car anywhere near it and all that. I don't blame you. And then I just gone and just drove back home. I, when I was living in Swinton at my mum's. Oh, crikey. I know. But like I said, I went past you on the day, there's nothing there. I drove past again at night and there's nothing there. But you could confuse it with, yeah, I guess. That I've never seen before or after. So there seems to be a line of canine reports that kind of come up through Delamere, Cheshire Way. Yeah. And then when I was telling you before about the Risley ones, there's one in Trafford. Do you remember not Trafford, it's the wrong name. I'll get it right in a minute. Give me a sec. You know the big cunt Tatton, Tatton Park. Oh Park, yeah. Got a lad in a Land Rover waiting on. And he said this yeah. thing crawled across the road on its belly. Um, in just under the lights of the lanner, he said. He said he couldn't tell what it was. It slinked. Yeah. And it, but he said it couldn't have been a cat because its belly was to the ground. Right. So then you go to the Risley ones, and then yeah. we're basically we're almost at flipping. We're almost at Winter Hill in Great Hill, where these things are being seen. So it's almost like there's a corridor, and it's yeah. going past the busiest town. Do you get what I mean? Like it's skirting it and going that way. That's what it looks like to yeah. me. Because just below them, we've got another report of red eyes. I've got another UFO report. I've got a man in black report. And I've got the, where the kids see this six to seven foot thing on the golf course again. At red right. In Wigan. So it's just an incredibly active area at the moment. And so much stuff's coming in on it. It's unbelievable. I know. A chap got in touch with me only about three days ago and I put him in touch with Mick. He was out yeah. with the sun and they saw a light in the sky. Yeah. It's more than one event. It's two or three events that's happened in on in Winter Hill. And then someone got in touch with me yesterday and that was on Great Hill that they saw something. Oh, right. So I've not even added them to the map yet. Oh, so it's happening everywhere. Yeah. So honestly, I think when we can meet... That'd be a good place for the northwest. Yeah, definitely. To have a meet up because there's a cafe there. 
we can yeah. just meet up at the Riviera yeah. and do it. Like yeah, I think that would be a good good thing yeah, until I can get down, like further down south and stuff like that. But yeah, it'd be a good place for a meet. But there's just masses and masses of reports there. So there's something going on. There's a lot of ley lines in the area. Yeah. Charlie, Leyland. You don't yeah. live in a place called Leyland, you know, and it's a place where a lot of Leyland converge. And Mick's tracing one is called the Ellen Line that runs right oh. through it. Yeah. We went up to um, River in March, early March, just before my birthday. And right. we were in the church there, so I did that, got my feet on the ground, and you could feel it. You could feel a lay running through it, and I kept saying to me, yeah. it doesn't feel right because that water shouldn't be there. And he said, no, well, the reservoir man-made, isn't it, Deborah? And I was like, oh, God, yeah, I didn't think of that. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I could see people passing. You know, it's like yeah. it's always been a passing route. Yeah. But I couldn't work out how that could happen because I could see this great rivers water, and I was like, I don't get it. And he was like, well, that's man-made, isn't it? I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't think of that. All oh, right. <laughs> yeah. So there's definitely energy running through that area. You could, yeah. You could feel it. It was massive, and it was that thing again where they felt a little bit disrespected. Yeah. People walking dogs on the land and stuff like that, but that's inevitable in in, in today's thing. Yeah. But yeah, we'll have to have a meet up there one night. Yeah, definitely. Is that the only time you've ever seen a creature? Yeah. That a creature. Yeah. Okay then. Um, well, that's probably a good night to a good place to bring it to an end. Then, Andy, if that's all right with you. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Not a problem. Okie dokie. Well, good night, everyone, and I'll catch you all next week. Night, Andy. Don't you go anywhere. Oh well. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.